The views and opinions expressed on the following program are those of the host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the policy or position of ONTV's management, staff, or board of directors. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Wrestling Tonight. I am your hardcore host, humble hardcore host. Yeah, Mad Dog can't Butch. forget humble. Joining me, as always, the thresher to my mosh. <laughs> sweet, sweet 90s. None other than Brace Beamer. And uh, today, we are going to be talking to someone that... Uh, we knew uh, when we were younger, and uh, somebody that actually wrestled with us at one point, and um, went on to have a, a pretty big wrestling career in, uh, in the local scene around Michigan. Heck yeah. And uh, without further ado, it is none other than Steve Nixon. I'm still hearing the Wrestling Tonight song, too. There now it's go. all. Steve. <laughs> Hi. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, we really appreciate you joining us. Um, we've, uh, I think we tried months ago to have you on, but then all the, all the stuff happened, so yeah. um, obviously we didn't get a chance to do that. But um, So... Uh, one of, let's get right into it. One of the very first things that we always ask people is, well, first of all, where where are you now? I'm currently in North Dakota. Okay. Um, I've lived here for about six and a half years. Okay. Huh. Um, so the very first thing that we normally ask um, when we have a, a, a special guest is uh, how, well, what were your like first memories of professional wrestling? Uh, is there a match or a wrestler that, well, I'll just ask you about a match first. Is there a specific match that, that, that stuck out that you remember watching first? Yeah. Uh, really, I, I kind of started watching very, very little in 1986. Um, not too, too much. Cause my, my then stepbrother or future stepbrother at that time would have it on, on the weekends. I really didn't pay that much attention to it. Um, it wasn't until the uh, New Year's 1987 Saturday Night's Main Event show with, I don't know if you recall, the Hulk Hogan, Paul Orndorff steel cage match where they both yes. go out at the same time. 
Yep. It was that match that really, for some reason, just kind of transformed it. Okay. And and it's it was something that kind of just built over the next several weeks and months and eventually years into what really kind of became like this love affair. Okay. So yeah. Now, were you uh, – so at, at that time, did you kind of start off exclusively as a WWF fan? Or, or were you watching NWA and, and just trying to sort of watch as much as you could? I did. Uh, the only thing I knew about was the WWF. Um, I didn't really know a whole lot. Um, it, it was in school, actually. Uh, I was in middle school at that time. And uh, it was during my middle school years, I, I befriended a guy by the name of John Marks, who would go on to become John Peewee Moore for ECW. Um, so the first couple years, you know, we started off, uh, 87, 88, we would just, we would be in the same class or whatever. We'd talk about wrestling and he'd talk about the NWA and then I would switch to the NWA and okay. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's really, it started initially as WWF, but then eventually NWA. You're a good man. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I have a feeling that I know who this is, but I'm going to ask you who was your favorite wrestler at, at that time? Like, like let's say the first five years that you're watching wrestling. Well, the first year was Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Um, but by, I would say by 1988, it was Ric Flair who I became crazy about. Nice. Um, I just knew he was just the best uh, of all time, he was the best I'd ever seen. He was the true world champion to me. Um, and yeah, by 1988, I was such a total Ric Flair fan. And I just, you know, Hulk, I, I, I didn't dislike Hulk, mm -hmm. but, you know, it was like I was kind of getting bored with Hulk. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I totally understand that. Um, yeah, I uh, <clears throat> I was kind of the same way. I, I think he was too, you know, where like, when you're in school, everybody's talking about WWF, but then you start watching the other things. And it wasn't very long before I turned on Hogan myself and started yeah. rooting for Piper. I mean, that was almost right off the bat. But uh, I remember the first house show I went to, probably 1985, I bought a, I bought a Roddy Piper shirt there. So I was already anti-Hulk at, at that point. But, uh, yeah, I figured you were going to say Flair because when, when we met you, it seemed like, you were kind of modeling your yourself after yeah. after Rick. Um, even some of the, uh, just, I don't know, just just a lot of the mannerisms and stuff. You did a lot of chops, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But um, so how did uh, so eventually when we met you? But but going back before that, before we met you, you and John Moore, Marks, uh, yeah, Moore, Pee Wee Moore, yeah. Okay, okay, start uh, wrestling. Um, in your own backyard league in, in, in Troy or, or no? It was in Troy. It was actually in the basement. It wasn't, we didn't do a backyard thing. We wanted to do in the basement so we could do it all year round. Okay. And we had uh, some giant mattresses. I don't know. It was, I can't remember. It was about maybe two double mattresses and, and several, a couple of single mattresses. And we put them together and make one big square and that's, we just, we basically created a little wrestling league in my basement. Okay. Cool. How many did you, how many did you have in that thing? 
Were, were uh, there more than, I mean, obviously more than you and Pee Wee, but. Yeah, all, all together, I would say um, from its, from, from start to finish. So 88 to like uh, 94, I would say probably a total of 12 guys, nice. maybe. Okay. Yeah. So did, uh, did John wrestle also? Cause when, when we met him, I think he was just exclusively your manager. Right. Um, did- uh, yeah, for the he did he would put on a mask and just do jobs. He did, he wasn't oh, okay. you know out there to like me and and the other guys. We were you know we were we, he was just putting everybody over under okay. a mask. Yeah. Oh, okay. What what was the name of your your league there in Troy? It was uh, of the league. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was uh, WIW World Incorporated Wrestling. Huh. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, that's an interesting name. Yeah. It is. So how, how long did you guys do that? Do you think we did that from, well, he got involved in it in 89. Cause he and I became, we knew each other for the, for 87 and 88, but he and I didn't start hanging out till uh, 1989, the spring of 1989. And then we were, you know, we were about to graduate uh, middle school. Okay. And of course we were going into that hot summer of 1989 with flair and funk and we, we oh, were yeah. just going crazy. Right. And sting at Muda and we, you know, yeah. so we were doing that. He got involved in that really with me in 89, but I was doing it a little before when he came around. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so I got a surprise for you. Uh-huh. Uh, right now. Um, here's a little blast from the past. I don't know how well you're going to be able to hear this, but, uh, I'll crank it up as, as high as I can. Uh, here's an exclusive, to wrestling tonight you are not going to hear this anywhere else if i can get it to play hold on one second and uh you probably never heard this June 14th. Wow. Anyway, there, that was June 14th, 1992. Back. There is a uh, promo from the great Morocco. Yeah. And Steve Nixon right there. Um, I will send you the video later. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how well that, how well you could hear that. But uh, okay, there's surprise number one. Here is surprise number two. And uh, this is not a, we are not uh, setting out to do what this is your life. <laughs> type 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 show, but uh, we got one of your old friends joining us right now. Wrestling tonight, the they just keep giving uh, surprises over and over again. Steve Fisher, <laughs> and it is none other than the sadistic one, Steve Fisher. <laughs> Period. Period. The name on there gave it away. How you doing? Uh, 
Sorry to Perun and the defense. No problem. What's up, Steve? Good. Real good. Real good. Long time no see. Yeah, 20-something years probably. Yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. God's amazing how time flies. Like, what was that, like 25? Oh, gosh, more than that. So, yeah, I I wanted to go down memory lane a little bit, check some facts, because I think it would have been 92 we met at a Coach Kurt independent, like, TV taping, right? Right. That was my first independent show was that at Continental Cable Studios in Madison Heights. Was that? Yeah, there? right, right, right near Oakland Mall on, on or off of John R., right? Yeah. Um, yep. And uh, I, because I remember that show, uh, uh, Joe Bruce, what was his uh, name? He was on, he wrestled on that show. Well, yeah, he was. Uh, Wasn't Corporal, he, uh, Corporal Daniels? Daniels? Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, fast forward. Oops, hold up. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I was... Steve. Yeah. Fisher. Steve Fisher. Yeah. Okay. I thought you cut out there. I thought your audio cut okay. out. Okay. No, I can. Yeah, I was getting heard some echo or something. Yeah, that, that was that was me messing with my phone. Sorry. Got it. Got it. Okay. I think we're back on track. So uh, so you guys met at that, that show. Joe Bruce yeah. was on the show. And then when did you guys decide... Uh, were you Steve Fisher? Were you already doing the MWF at the time? Yeah. So this is yeah. So this is the next thing I wanted. So I'm pretty sure we we were done. We had we had folded up at that point because um, I always remember it was end of our sophomore year because I think Steve, you're I graduated '93. I think you graduated a year ahead of us, right? And I wanted to get I, to some. I was '93. Oh, you were '93. I was '93. Yeah. We I guess we were the same age. So were you going to, we'll come to the wrestling school, to Al Snow's school. But so, because uh, our last, the last time we wrestled would have been in our backyard was 91. And then, but you guys were doing it. And I think one time, Steve, I came to your basement and wrestled uh, in Troy at, at your house. You right? came twice. Okay. Uh, I remember you, you did two shows for us. Um, two well, camera shows were our pay per views, <laughs> so because it was a treat back then to have a video camera, you know, now people right. for granted, but yeah, back exactly. then it yeah was no kidding, thing. right? Um, yeah, so you did two shows for us, um, and uh, I think we, we, we you had some more matches than that, but you did two generally shows for us, and uh, we I think we tag teamed on one, sh- one show, so okay. we won the tag team titles using a chain. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot awesome. Of fun. Was there any blood from that? <laughs> What's that? Was there any blood from the chain? No, no. Uh, but it knocked the other guy out, and we ended up winning the tag team titles. Nice. So were these all? Were these all inside in your basement? Not outside. Okay. okay. Yeah, it was at two different houses. Uh, okay. When I remember, we did the. Uh, Remember you did the uh, the slam of the door on my buddy's knee. <laughs> oh, I do not see. This is what I wanted to talk. Of. No, I don't. <laughs> and, then drove, and then you drove him to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> no, he met. So, and this is one other question I wanted to ask. Uh, based on your description, are were any of these on pay per view? And if so, do you have any of the video? Because I would love to see that. I. You know what, Steve? I have them somewhere. They. I'm trying to think if I even have them or they're back in Detroit and somebody else has them. Um, they exist. I know they exist. I, I just don't have immediate access to them. All right. But I, I do I do have them I, I, somewhere. 
Okay. If you ever, you know, it's not top priority, but if you ever run across them. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cause yeah, man, driving a, yeah, I don't remember that, uh, driving a door in anybody's knee. Or anything. <laughs> yeah, he was, at, he was, he did, it was a takeoff on the sting angle they did with Root at the Clash of the Champions, but this time we just did the knee thing where, where, where the one other guy slams the car door on his knee and you're, you're in the passenger seat. You're like, and then you tap in the, you hop in the cutlass, uh, you hop in the front seat and the driver's side of the cutlass and just zoom to the hospital. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, we got that on tape. Because uh, one of the things I did remember, I, was it your mom, where we were at your house, I remember uh, one of your moms getting pizza for us. Like, So yeah. I don't remember the wrestling, but I remember getting pizza. Jesus, yeah. they fed uh, you there? Really happy. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then, so so then, okay, so if you, so this would have been your senior year in high school, that's when you started going to uh, to uh, Al Snow's school. Okay. Yeah, I met Al uh, at that show at the Continental okay. Cable Studios in Madison Heights. That's where I met Al, and then um, that was on a Tuesday, I believe. And I believe that Saturday we all drove down together for the Lima Civic Center show, which unfortunately they never did again during my tenure. <laughs> but okay. we all, and then they we saw that great match with Sabu and Dango. You remember that one? That's right. Yeah, I, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sabu and who? A guy by the name of Dango. He as soon as okay. I broke into the industry, he basically I think he moved to Florida and he left. But if you can oh, okay. find that match, it it was it was like the it was just like the first time I ever saw such aerial, yeah, you know, work. Oh, okay, all right. Um, just uh, yeah. I'm, we'll get, we'll get into more of the training too, but uh, just just another little piece of trivia. Both both of you guys worked on our backyard wrestling uh, at the MWA. You guys both worked on our very last show that we did too, and uh, it just seemed like everybody was kind of kind of at a crossroads, you know, trying to yeah. figure out what they were going to do, if we were going to pursue it or 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 not. Um, ICP, they were not on that card with it. Well, who would go on to become ICP, but they had wrestled with us previously. They kind of came to, to, uh, Brace's house. And we're like, we're like, okay, we're done. We're going to focus on music. And then, um, you know, I, I was kind of looking forward, you know, to like kind of a new thing, bring in some new people, but it just wasn't to be everybody kind of, kind of went their separate ways, but, uh, yeah, that, that was a bad, that was a bad career move for them. Right. That didn't work out for them. Oh, oh no, not at all. It worked out horribly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so they still ended up in wrestling in a roundabout way. Yeah. So, yeah, right. but, yeah. Yeah. They did tell us at the, at the time that that was their last, that their last yeah. wrestling match was yeah, the, the, okay. with us there. The yeah. with us. But, uh, so Steve Fisher, you, uh, I, I think I might have mentioned this on one of the previous shows, but uh, but my parents did offer to pay for me to go to Al Snow School, and I didn't do it because, uh, you know, it was just I if I didn't if I didn't make it, I would have felt bad mm-hmm. for them pay, paying the money. So I didn't. Uh, Steve Fisher, you uh, considered going at one point as well, didn't you? Yeah, here and I, I've got on my mom's case, and I want to get and talk to you, Steve, more about this. But like, <laughs> yeah, I remember being down there and and getting excited, and, and I remember Al Snow saying like, "You can't, you can run the ropes, but you can't jump off the ropes." Like, I think you know he was trying to you know give us a taste, but not. And I came back, I said, "Mom, I got to go to wrestling school," and and she said, "I tell you what, if you get your bachelor's degree, 
you can, I'll pay for wrestling school. And I was like, dang, I don't have money for wrestling school. So I guess I'll get my bachelor's degree and then I'll go. And <laughs> the dream died. She, she tricked me. She tricked me. <laughs> yeah. yeah so my parents were too thrilled about it. Uh, you know, cause I have like Greek parents and th- that was the last thing they wanted to hear. So yeah, but I did it anyway. So out of everybody that we were kind of involved with, I believe you and, and uh, John went with you, correct? Right. Okay. He and I did so. it together. Um, we, like I said, we first met Al at that independent show in Madison Heights. Um, I talked to him about the school. So that was, uh, that was St. Patrick's day, 1992. And I started for the school, uh, July 5th, 1992. I still remember the dates. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. So how, how was, uh, how was that training? I mean, later on, everybody kind of got to see Al Snow training people on tough enough. But yeah. was it pretty much the same or? Uh... You know what? I didn't, I, I'm not the right person to ask because I didn't watch tough enough. I can oh, okay. tell you this. Um, it was, an, it was a, uh, an experience I'll never forget. I knew, I, I know I was a stupid 17 year old kid, but I knew that I struck gold with Al. Right. Um, and if anybody that has a chance to get trained by Al Snow, um, you, you know, thank your lucky stars. Um, you, you've, you've struck gold because I knew how great he was then. And then he just, you know, he just excelled so high after that. Um, I was sorry that he, you know, he was making such a name for himself because he was no longer at the school very much. <laughs> oh, really? Well, that so, yeah, I, that was selfish on my part, but. So what, um, I'm sorry, what year was this? That, uh, 1992. 92. Okay. I was going into my, uh, my senior year in high school. Oh, so you weren't even a senior yet and you I were was still not. going to the school, you went to the school before that. Okay. Yeah. Well, who, was, who were right. some of the other guys that were training you when Al Snow wasn't there? It, it was just me. Well, it was just me and, uh, uh, John, um, there was a, they had, he, Dan Severin, I think had already started coming down they had a, he had another guy named Johnny Bob, who who had finished his training and didn't work very much. In fact, I no was supposed to, to work him. I was supposed to work him on my very first show, which was like six months later. Okay. Um, so I I just wrote down like a, a couple of things here where I I ran, where we ran into you over the years. So <clears throat> I think that we knew that you had gone to the school maybe, but. Uh, <laughs> I think I have it written down as 1994, but I I could be wrong. We ran into you at uh, was it was it Midwest Territorial Territorial Wrestling? Uh, could have been. The main event was um, was the Heavenly Bodies against uh, the Rock and Roll Express, and the Rock and Roll Express won the titles. Steve right. Fisher, you were there. Oh, in, that was in Port Huron. In the crowd, yeah, it was in Port Huron at, at the, the McMoran. Yeah, you, you know, you told me about that show, and I didn't remember. I thought you were lying, and I found the ticket stub recently. Nice. But yes, because I, I, I was living in Kalamazoo, I thought, why would I go Kalamazoo to Port Huron? But I had the ticket stub. Yeah, so we we had talked to you before the show. Um, I think you and another guy, they were calling the lumberjack or something, were were working security. But uh, so is that when? Um, is is that when Al Snow kind of got picked up to go to Smoky Mountain? Because I, I know right around the same time, uh, Johnny Canine or Bruiser Bedlam, who worked that show too, he showed up in Smoky Mountain right after as well. 
Yeah, he he did go. Al did go to Smoky Mountain in '94. Okay. And I, I believe, if, if I'm not mistaken, he went to Japan briefly before then. But then once he went to Smoky Mountain, then his availability became less and less because he was getting noticed and he was working so much. You know, when I broke in in 92, uh, believe it or not, I don't know if Steve remembers this, there was not a lot of independent wrestling shows going on. Yeah. Um, I, that You know, I started training in July and I didn't have my first match until December because there, there was just nothing going on. There were no other independent shows going on. There was just, it was just. Yeah. I remember like coach Kurt had like two or three during that time. Right. Something like that. Yeah. Right. Hell we had more MWA matches those years than the, <laughs> <Probably>. than the <laughs> Indies. Yeah. So uh, not to, I, I guess it would be around the same time. I, I have it in here somewhere, but uh, I remember I think I was up at, uh, I don't know, either either Michigan State or Central with my buddies that were going to college, and I, I turn on wrestling Saturday morning, and uh, I see you with a tag team partner against the uh, uh, Head Shrinkers. Head uh, Shrinkers, yes. <laughs> that so, was, uh, Al had, had uh, he knew Mike Shaw, uh, what? Uh, Bastion Booger. And, yeah, <laughs> and Norman. Yeah. He, they said he needed some guys to do the taping in Grand Rapids. And guys, I, I'll tell you this. I did not want to do it. I really? did not want to do it at all. Okay. I, like, yeah, I, I think, you know, I was just in the, I was just in the business now a year. I had, you know, I had only been actually on shows for like six months and I thought, you know, what am I going to do? And I go there and he, he, Al had just had another student start recently, like a couple months before, named Anthony Mazzara, um, who's from Brooklyn, New York. Okay. And uh, they teamed he and I together uh, against the head shrinkers. And, you know, we just basically got our asses kicked. <laughs> <laughs> it, was just, it was brutal. Well, I'll tell you what, I popped huge when I saw you on there. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I remember thinking that you looked good. And, and I don't think... I don't think I had seen you wrestle at that point besides, you know, the backyard stuff. Uh, So I don't, I don't think that I had actually seen you work a match till years later at an IWO show. uh, The one that Mr. Big used to, used to promote. Uh, I think it was in Milford. I want to say it was Milford high school and you wrestled a a guy in a mask. I've been trying to, find the guy's name. I think it was Isha or something like that. But uh, I, I, I could be totally off, but for some reason that's in my head. But you guys, in everyone's opinion that was sitting around me, stole the show on that one, definitely. I, I wish I could remember. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I remember working for Mr. Big. Um, I remember him calling me, asking me if I wanted to work, and that, that also got me uh, some... Uh, unwanted heat with Malcolm and Roe, which I didn't realize at the time by saying yes, but apparently it did. Okay. But uh, yeah, I don't recall. I don't recall that particular opponent. Okay. Hey, question for you. How many, how many, how many years did it take before you got comfortable in the ring? You know, cause you said, well, I kind of didn't want to, you know, go on the That's WWF show, but how long, how long did that take you? You know, cause a lot of people it's, it's a number of years, but it just kind of varies. 
Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, while I started in my first match was in December of 92, I really can't say I felt comfortable until 95, 96. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it takes it a while. Took a while. It? Yeah. It took a while before I was more confident in my ability. Um, I mean, I was always my worst critic, and people will tell you I was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was the sense of uh, the, the where I didn't where I where I felt comfortable was probably around that time ninety five ninety six. Well, after after your initial training and you get a few matches underneath you, who were the guys that were like your, you know, you call them like a mentor, somebody that just helped you along on the road or at at different events. Uh, well, I mean, I already mentioned Al, of course. Sure. He was he was really the first. He was really the first big brother I ever had. Hmm. Uh, I'm an only kid. Yeah. So, you know, that he was such a mentor and kind of like a big brother to me. Um, the other one would have to be, no question, Irish Mickey Doyle. Nice. He he just was just a, a fountain of knowledge mm-hmm. that I, I just cherished so much. Denny Cass. Oh, my God. Nice. Denny and I. Danny and I worked so many times together and he was just another guy that I just, you know, I used to watch him on WWA and just, you know, when I met him, I was like, Oh, it's Denny Cass. (laughs) Didn't he wind up being private Denny Cass? What's that? Didn't he wind up being private Denny Cass at one point? I must be thinking Uh, of somebody else. No, I don't think so. He did the, um, him and Al did the fabulous kangaroo gimmick. Uh, Yeah. Okay. For I want to say a year and a half to two years. It may have been no, probably about a year and a half. I think is the longest it was. And uh, Al eventually went off on his own, and Denny just was kind of in the back in singles. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they worked as a tag team on that uh, that show that I mentioned earlier in Port Huron, and I believe that was also Mickey Doyle's retirement match on that show, <laughs> if if I recall correctly. I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they announced it as his. Irish Mickey Doyle, the Pro Wrestling Illustrated Rookie of the Year in 1972. Yeah. Can you believe it? I mean, the guy was yeah. just a wealth of knowledge. Hey, 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 Steve, sorry to interrupt, guys. What about uh, Machine Gun Mike Kelly? Did you? <laughs> yeah, Machine Gun, um, he was Al Snow's partner at the time right. he broke in. He and Al were the Wild Bunch. Wild Bunch, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Um, he was also kind of a, a, a little bit of a mentor as well. He was the one, he basically gave me my first gimmick. Um, I was doing, I had the long hair. I had a, a, a what do you call it? mullet at the time. Oh, we all, we all did. You had a nice, oh, yeah. you, had, you had a pretty sweet mullet. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I ended up getting the leather jacket and the, and the crazy looking, Singlet and it was heavy metal Steve Nixon. That was the first okay. gimmick I was, and that didn't last long because I hated it. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. But that was Mike's idea. The the original idea uh we were thinking of um at the time when I was when I was training is there were there was ideas and concepts of making me uh the Godzilla kid. <laughs> Which, which would have gotten, which would have required me to get a giant, you know, like a, like a, I don't know, like how, you know, how Jushin Thunder Liger has his outfit, but yeah. one that more resembles Godzilla. Huh. Okay. And the concept was really good. And the idea would have been great. I think it would have been gangbusters in Japan. 
Yeah. Uh, I just don't think I legally could have done it. <laughs> without, <laughs> right. Uh, without, you know, getting sued. But, um, but, they, but yeah, we, we were floating that idea for a long time and it was, you know, kind of a fantasy gimmick. Okay. Are you, are you familiar with, uh, yeah, that would have been a little a bit ahead of its time. I mean, you mentioned Jushin Liger, but are you familiar with, uh, Kaiju Big Battle also? You, you, it'd be kind, yeah. of, kind of along the lines with that, but, uh. Right. But when they started out, they, they were just jumping around the ring. But, uh, yeah. uh, Brace mentioned, um, Irish Mickey Doyle getting the rookie of the year in pro wrestling illustrated. You, uh, were in the PWI 500 in 1995 at number 476. <laughs> uh, now, I, I mean, when we were younger, PWI was huge. Uh, was that a big moment for you or, uh, or was it just what it was? It was what it was. I didn't really, I think somebody submitted my name. I can't, I can't remember who did. Okay. Um, you know, yeah, it was what it was. Okay. Uh, also just one, one other, uh, appearance that sticks out in my mind. Uh, again, I'm just watching wrestling i'm watching ecw old school ecw and I, I it was the show was from detroit and you come out as the president of the was it the michigan athletic commission yeah, I mr nixon <laughs> i i remember coming out as a referee i think i think i had referee it was at michigan state fair and i i think i had a referee shirt on and that was the night that I got uh, Sabu. I was trying to hold back Sabu, and he punched me, and I took a bump, and then he put me through a table. Yeah, I, I remember that. that but that for some, yeah, for some reason, I thought you were the. Uh, I, I thought that you were like the, the head of the Michigan Wrestling Commission or something like that. Unless they said that on TV, <laughs> I think they did. I, I don't remember. Okay, all right. Yeah, just just wondering. Um, so. Uh, you guys, speaking of Sabu, you guys uh, kind of befriended him right off the bat, correct? Yeah. Uh, John and he became close. Uh, he started, he went off really with Sabu. Um, I pretty much stayed with Body Slammers. Okay. Um, and I got to meet Sabu and work with Sabu and, and uh, got to know him. Uh, another mentor, uh just, you know, teaching me stuff. Okay. Um, so I had, I mean, I, I had good, I had a good class of mentors. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. That, okay. that uh, list is pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. it really is. It's Sabu. He was on most of those Detroit shows and most of those Ohio shows that Al would put on. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. I remember. yeah. I know. I remember, uh, Al or I'm part, pardon me. I remember, uh, Sabu and Pee Wee were putting on NWA independent shows with the independent, with the NWA rather, uh, 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 logo. And, uh, they were, they were competing against Gary Warrenchuk's MTW. Okay. So, and, uh, also Malcolm and Rose, uh, Malcolm and Rose Midwest championship wrestling. So it was like those three, I think were going on at the same time. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Were, were those shows in Lincoln park? I, I yes. kept seeing you, your name associated with those. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. I did a lot of shows in Lincoln Park. Hey, hey, Fisher, that's a cool background you got there. 
<laughs> I, I've used this one at work, so uh, oh. for real. Uh, <laughs> nice. I see why? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey uh, Nixon, who do you think? Yeah. Who do you think you had the best matches with? Who's the Who's the one that that you worked with the best? Oh, I think the ones that people mostly remember is the ones with Reckless Youth. Um, I worked with him quite a few times. A couple of them were pretty memorable. Um, I worked with uh, uh, APOC. Uh, I worked with him, I think, one time in a singles match, I think. Um I worked with Jimmy V a lot. People remember those. Yeah, he was pretty good too. Yeah, um, I Danny Daniels and I were a tag team and for a while, and uh, we worked Chris Sabin and Loverboy Steve. That was a lot of fun. Um, but I think my but the, the the opponent I think people mostly remember me with is Reckless Youth. Nice. Okay. <clears throat> now, do you remember your first uh, actual title win? Yes. What was that? <laughs> uh, it, well, as a matter of fact, well, like I said earlier, uh, I was originally supposed to wrestle Johnny Bomb on my first in my first match, which was my first show where I was wrestling was at the Lima Correctional Facility in Lima, Ohio, which was a maximum security prison. <laughs> nice, good so old that, pro wrestling story. For real, huh? they they got in the prison to wrestle. Yeah, they had a show. It was a sold show. The prison paid. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so, they used to do that a lot. Yeah. Uh, so I was scheduled to work Johnny Bomb, who I referenced earlier, and he did not show up. So they put me with Sean Casey. I believe you probably know who Sean Casey is. Yeah. Yes. Um, they tag teamed me and him versus uh, the Outlaws, Woody Lee and Bobby Lee, who uh, Dave Sainaj, Woody unfortunately passed away. And, and, uh, our, they were, they were the ICW tag team champions. So in my very first match, I won my first championship, oh, really? which was ICW tag team championship in my very first match, which is, oh, okay. I mean, you know, not too many people can say that. Right. Hey guys, I got to drop off. Uh, so. Okay. Take care, Steve. Be great. That, okay. What's that? I'll look into that. I'll look for those tapes, okay? That'd be awesome. Oh, that'd be awesome. Tell John I said hi, please. If I see him, I will. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, All right. Take it easy, Take care, Steve. guys. All right. Take, 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 take it, it easy. easy. Bye-bye. Uh, do, do, you, do, you <clears throat> do you still keep in contact with John, then? I haven't. Uh, I haven't talked to him for years. Uh, I don't know. I think I know. I know he doesn't live in Michigan anymore. I want to okay. say he moved out west, but I'm not 100% sure. Now, when when I put this event out on, on Facebook, there was uh, quite a bit of a buzz. Uh, people seemed really excited. Uh, some other wrestlers uh, from around here seemed really excited that uh, that that you were going to be on the show, and they they mentioned that uh, you know that they felt that you really kind of laid the groundwork for like the smaller guys, smaller guys in uh around this territory uh like so that was probably right around the time that uh you know wcw started focusing on the on the cruiserweights and 
did did you feel like you kind of had to carry the uh you know the 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 smaller weight uh sort of banner around yes because uh wcw introduced the cruiserweight division to uh, uh the united states and which brought in all this incredible talent all over the world and i knew how popular it was so so when i had to wrestle it was like i felt like well i have to do the same kind of stuff that they see on tv or it was going to be a letdown so and that's what i did because when i when i first started you know when wrestling was still still for the big guys um al said that you're gonna have to get off your feet you're gonna have to fly okay and and um so I, you know, I said, okay, I didn't feel comfortable about it back then when right. I, when he first told me that, but you know, I thought I was going to be Ric Flair. Well, so, <laughs> so, so, Hey, um, you were close. What well, couldn't, yeah. couldn't you have been a Dean Malenko though? I, you know, I stole so much from Dean. Okay. Um, I, I did when he was really in his prime on nitro. Oh yeah. I, I mean, he was just, I was such a mark for him. I just, I wish I could have been as smooth as, his, as him, but I stole some of his stuff. <laughs> okay. Hey, it's he called just, borrowing. Yeah. Borrowing. <laughs> so borrowing. Um, he was just such a, just a talent, like nothing I'd ever seen before. So I, I stole, well, borrowed from him <laughs> quite a bit. Okay. All right. Uh, so, I was going to try to set it up. Uh, when I first uh, announced this, I got a text immediately from uh, Levi Blue, who was actually our very first guest on here. And uh, <clears throat> so we were going to try to arrange it that he could pop into, but I don't think he was able to do it. But he just he wanted me to say thank you for laying the groundwork for, for guys like him, you know, smaller guys that uh, – you know, he, he was a, a big fan of yours. And, um, yeah, he's, I've always liked Levi. He, he was just a nice person. He yeah, he still is. Oh, he's great. Guy. He's been on here a couple of times. I haven't now. seen him in a long time, yeah. but uh, I thank him very much for the nice compliment. Yeah, that was nice of him. That's cool. So, uh, like, how many different promotions would you say you worked for? Oh, my God. <laughs> I've forgotten. I think they ran out of alphabet. Um, I gotta say, at least I, I don't know. I might be low, maybe ten. Okay. Um, but I mean, over the span of fifteen years or whatever it was. How many matches do you think you had? I would, I would guesstimate. I would guesstimate between three and four. Nice. Three and four hundred. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good career there. Yeah, it was, it was, I, you know, I was happy with it. Um, you know, the last couple of years I was, I wasn't as active and um, just, you know, had my last match and I believe it was in August of 2006 and um, you know, walked away. I, I didn't, I don't regret walking away. I don't, What's, uh, what led you to that decision? I, I was going to ask you that. But. Uh, just, you know, at that point in my life, what, where was I going to go with it? I was pretty much, I, I pretty much done what I knew I was going to do 
and I wasn't going to go up anymore. And I thought, you know, now's the time to step aside. I was really, my last really good run, I think was in 2002 with Danny Daniels. Okay. Uh, and after that, it was kind of just, I was more or less kind of helping with, with booking. And that's really where I, I kind of transitioned into. So, so what uh, promotion did you book for? Uh, I worked, uh, I assisted A.T. Huck okay. with uh, IWF. Yeah, another good referee. Okay. All right. Um, has anybody tried to bring you out of retirement? Yeah, some people have asked me to come back, and I've said no. Okay. <laughs> Not enough money, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the money was over. Um, <laughs> it's just, you know, it was just my, my time has passed. Um, I, the last time I got into a ring, um, was probably about four or five years ago. And I, I got into a ring and I, you know, it still felt good. It's still, I still did the walk. I still could pivot. I still, you know, I felt it coming back to me, Okay. but that was the extent of it. Okay. Now, if let's say that, uh, you know, you're still in your prime and, you can wrestle anybody that you want in their prime. Who do you, who would you choose? You think any wrestler at any wrestler at all? Um, I've always, I, I would have loved to have wrestled Chris Saban on a higher level. Um, I was so happy when he got his big break and did so well for himself. Um, I remember him when he just started and we were, we were, he and I would, uh, we had some tag matches. Um, the pl- originally the plan was what we really wanted was um, Danny Daniels and me against Chris Saban and Truth Martini. Okay. Um, in the IWF, but Truth was going through some stuff at that time and he wasn't ready to come back. So, so unfortunately that didn't, that didn't come to be, um, but that was Chris Saban one-on-one, I think would have been yeah. another, um, you know, I'd love to do, I would have loved to do this was probably have one more match with Al Snow. Okay. Just kind of, just to kind of see what's there. Yeah. Uh, how many matches do you think you had with Al? Oh, I would say, well, you, are you talking workout matches or just perf- actual show matches? Show matches. Um, I would say about four, five. Okay. Not very many. Okay. Not very many. That's still pretty good though. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was really green. Okay. For, for a lot of those. So he carried me. All right. Um, I would have liked to have done it with more of the experience under my belt mm-hmm. and do it. Okay. Just to kind of see, yeah. you know, what we could make of it. Okay. Did, did you get, did, were you one of those guys that got color? Uh, I, you know, I would have loved to have been a master at that. I was always <laughs> jealous of, I was always so jealous of those guys who made it look so darn easy. Yeah. And they did it so I, quick, you know? Yeah. I mean, they were, you know, and I, I was just, they made it look so easy and so good. I think my favorite one that I did was against the reckless youth. We had a no holds barred match. 
And I, I mean, I remember my, I mean, legitimately my lip was torn. I was a bloody mess. And it, I mean, I never, that was so much fun and the intensity I had, I had for one time, I actually had a uh, family friend in the audience and you know, that it just, it made what I like to call the perfect night. All right. And I, I hope every young professional wrestler getting into the industry has these. And even if that's the 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 end of their career afterwards, you know, if that's the most they do, it's just the perfect night where you have the match of the night, the audience is exploding, they're buzzing about you after the show. It's like, you know, it's I've had a few of those, and I gotta say, there's nothing better than those perfect nights. Heck yeah. It's like a drug. Um, it's just a natural high. Yeah. But yes, to answer your question, yes, I, I I did like to I did like to do that. I just wish I would have been better at it, you know, to to the point where it just would have been even look cooler than what it did. <laughs> yeah. Well good. You're a good man in my book. So no, thank you. <laughs> go, going back to Levi Blue, that's that's one of the things that I wanted to mention that's that's what he described you as is one of the original heat seekers or at least one of the best heat seekers ar- around. Uh, did you work heel? Did you work heel exclusively or no? I did. I did at the, in the beginning, I didn't. Okay. I mean, because I was a little guy. So the stereotype was I had to be the baby face. Right. Um, at the end, the, well, I would say the second half of my career, I was always a heel okay. and I had the most fun as a heel. I, you know, going back, I, I mean, oh, God, I'm bringing back memories I, I haven't thought about in years. <laughs> the, the Boogie Nights gimmick that I did with uh, Chad Casey. I don't know if you guys recall that one. It was with uh, Malcolm and Rose Company, where you remember the show, the movie Boogie Nights. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so, you know, we decided to put on this tag team called the Boogie Nights, where I was Steve Libido Nixon and, and, uh, <laughs> Dad was Chad Diggler Casey, and I remember and, uh, hearing about that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah I do we, had too. Jeffrey, we had Jeffrey Scott as our manager, and the thing was just—it was getting so fun. And I want to say that's when we wrestled uh, Edge and Christian. I okay. think were the Boogie Nights. I think during that time. Yeah, because they 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 were trained through Malcolm too, weren't they? Who uh, Edge and Christian? Yeah, no, I thought they trained in. Canada. They, oh, okay. They trained with Sweet Daddy Seeky in uh, ah, Canada. Okay, but they, but, but they were they they made a name for themselves in the Detroit area oh, before they went thinking. to the WWE. Yeah. yeah, So, so that was a heel gimmick as well. The that the was boogie? a heel. Oh, the okay. boogie nights. Yep, okay. that was a heel gimmick. Um, you know, the raw talent Steve Nixon was a was a heel gimmick. I, it was just when I was with Danny Daniels, I was a heel. The only time. My first feud into the business, I believe, was with Los Rudos. Um, okay. And uh, so I was the babyface. And, but after that, I became uh, raw talent Steve Nixon, and I was more of the heat seeker. Okay. And I just, I had so much more fun with that than I did as a babyface. It's so much more fun. And, and you know, yeah. I love telling people what I think of them. In real life, without you know, that, you really can't do in real life, yeah. right? Um, but it's just when I when I just you know, especially working the shows like uh, the Body Slammers Gym um, with Wayne Kreiderman, 
you know, and I was a heel on those shows um, that he was the guy that took over for Al when Al was on the road. Um, that, that, that was just a lot of fun. It was just a lot of fun. I loved wrestling as a heel. Did you ever get on a, like a TV show regularly or was it all just, you know, non-televised independence for the most part? You know what? I, I was, I think one of the biggest regrets I have um, was the lack of an established television show for the Midwest. Yeah, there was nothing. That, right. that featured all the top talent, maybe bring guys from the East Coast on over. Mm -hmm. um, I think that would have just been terrific. And, um, and sadly, nobody really accomplished that. I mean, you had the, right. the cable access shows, but, yeah, you know, everybody had a cable access show. <laughs> Yeah, right. And, but if, if we would have had a, a major established uh, television show, I just think that would have been, that would have just produced so much great talent and would have been so much fun. And I think it would have put a lot of people on a higher level. Yeah, because yeah. there was a lot of talent around here, like at that time. But there was just, you couldn't watch them, you know, unless you went live. Right, right. And unless you bought their, their tapes oh, and yeah. later. DVDs, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I meant to ask you this earlier. Uh, sorry for jumping around here, but uh, but how many how many titles would you say that you actually won throughout the years? I do have a printout here, but I don't know if it's I don't know if it's accurate. <laughs> I, oh boy! Um, <laughs> I don't mean to throw you a heart ball, but yeah. Oh, I want to say maybe five, six. Okay. Something. Okay. Maybe it was more. Maybe it was less. I don't know. All right. The problem. This the this, problem, this this says like as far as uh, this is off cagematch.com, okay. uh, the internet wrestling database, and it says yeah, that's about right. It says that you held about uh, five different cruiserweight, light heavyweight, or junior heavyweight titles. But you mentioned the tag team. Tag two. team titles. Okay, that one's not on here. Yeah, I held a couple of tag team titles. I I don't know. It was like I want to say it was like three different cruiserweight titles. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any of your matches like in your own collection? You know, because you mentioned you know people made like DVDs or VHS tapes before. Do Do you have I, a stash of your own? I do. I don't have very many. Um, I have. I have the ones um, that. I was able to get, I think I have the most, the most prominent matches that I had, I have. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, I, yeah, pretty sure. Throw those out on YouTube. Cause I can only find yeah, like I, two I, of them. Yeah. I could only find two, two of you. And I checked like daily motion and all around. I couldn't. Yeah. I, crap. the only match I know on YouTube was me and Bobby Clancy. That, that's that, only yeah. That's out there. And Man, I don't remember who the other one was. Do you? Yeah, yeah, it was against Johnny V. There was like Jimmy V. Yeah, Jimmy V. There was like they showed like three or four minutes of it. Oh yeah, the clip. Yeah, yeah. that that too. That yeah. was that was fun. <laughs> that was a fun night. <laughs> yeah, he was a good good guy too. We interviewed yeah. him on the radio show we used to do. Yeah, years ago. Um, so uh, was was there was there a specific promotion that you preferred working for, or or did it not really matter? Well, I mean, I can't, I'd lie and say it didn't matter. Um, 
it did. Okay. It just depends. It just depends on uh, what you were doing. I mean, I've been on on promotions where you know they didn't do much with me, but I still had a great time doing it. Yeah. And then there were the promotions where I was focused higher on the card, and it just wasn't as fun. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Uh, did you have any any offers uh, from? I mean, you were kind of, I mentioned it earlier, so you were kind of like right in the middle of the beginning of the Monday Night Wars. ECW was getting hot. Did you have any, like, offers from, from any of those to to sign, like, a long-term deal or? No. Okay. No, it never, it never got, it never reached that level. Okay. Um, I was primarily in the Michigan, Ohio, Canada. Yeah. Uh, you know, circuit. Yeah. I never, I never went. Okay. Uh, the farthest west I think I ever wrestled was St. Louis. Okay. All right. Do you, now, do you uh, do you still follow the the current product at all? Well, yeah. I, I we know how you feel. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just getting more and more difficult. Um, I really, I you know, by by nature, I'm a very traditional conservative type person, and when I, this isn't what you see today is not the industry I fell in love with 30 plus years ago. Yeah. I totally agree. Amen. We totally agree with you. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. And I just think the, the nonsense of this cinematic matches and, and just, it's like how much more can the industry keep telling people, Hey, we're not real. Yeah. We're just laugh at it. Wink, wink, nod, nod. You know, and I think it just the, the industry as a whole just damaged itself. That's cosplay. Um, uh, I think you know AEW had a chance to fill a vacuum for 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 a serious product when it, when in fact they're just putting out uh, sports entertainment. You know, yeah. the same they're just copying off of exactly. New York. Yeah, yeah. So, I was I was really looking forward to them, and it took me a couple of weeks, and I was just like, come on. To be honest with you, I never seen one episode because okay. I already knew what they were going to do. I mean, you know, yeah. and I don't mean to speak ill of millennials, but <laughs> when you have <laughs> you have millennials running a wrestling, I kind of have an idea how it's going to go. Yeah, right. Um, the the one thing I do still love is the women. Um, they, you know, I don't care who you are. The the Sasha Bailey match five years ago in Brooklyn changed the landscape. Yeah, that that was I mean, very few times have I been on the edge of my seat. Mm -hmm. I was at the edge of my seat. My girlfriend at the time was on the edge of her seat. We were just going crazy. Was that in NXT? That was the uh, that was at TakeOver in Brooklyn in okay. 2015, SummerSlam weekend. All right. And it, it was just uh, just a work of art. It, every, I mean, everything went right. And I still follow the women over the years. I actually became a very big Shimmer fan, and I have just loads, just countless uh, volumes. And I, I've actually uh, flew to Chicago a couple times to go check out their shows. Oh, okay. So women are really only because I mean, yeah, they look nice, but mm -hmm. the, the it, because it's fresh. Because you know, what did we grow up with? We grew up with the the really bad two minute women's matches and and now they have this new uh aspect of the, of the women's division that is taken seriously and they're right. and they're working hard and you can just see the work rate is just so good 
Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say too. Because I mean, we obviously when we were watching, like you said, it was a different different time. A lot of that was considered popcorn match time or right. or bathroom break time. Um, besides maybe the jumping bomb angels, I remember when they were in there and they brought they like were a, great. A Peggy Lee Leather different and element uh, to Selena it. Majors. Well, yeah, and then you had well, we were fans of of wow. <laughs> I I I don't yeah. think most people were, but. Uh, but you know they had some decent workers in there too, and they they did they put on some decent stuff. I mean they they, you know even though they had the goofy gimmicks, but uh, but but yeah I agree. I mean probably it's been a while since I've been to uh, a live show, but it seems like every time we go we agree that the women steal the show now. Yeah, yeah it's just yeah. it's just come so far from from like when we were watching it as kids. Yeah, like like miles so far. Um, I watched WoW. I watched WoW religiously. Um, I, you know, I loved most of the things they did. I didn't like the cinematic stuff they do. Um, that tends to be a, a thing now. I, I don't, right. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, you know, I again, I, I grew up, of course, with the Jumping Bomb Angels. That was the first time I ever saw Japanese women wrestling, and it was like just like the rest of Us North too. America. Right. Yeah. Well, I think and that's it was just it was just mind boggling how great they were, and they were in there with those two great. Uh, uh, ring generals, Alani Kai and Judy, and, uh, Judy Miller. Well, it's probably um, why the ratings are dropping because like the women are having better matches than the men, you know? Yeah. Since they've been they, featuring I, the women, the ratings have been, <laughs> you know, tanking. Yeah. I mean, you know, and they, they can't just really blame the pandemic over it. Yeah. Cause it, it was it, bad before, you know, it was really bad before. And I mean, they think, I think they would probably just say it's the pandemic's fault, but no, it, it was just the, the, I think the, the basis of pro wrestling has changed so much, not for the better. Right. And, you know, instead of it being, instead of it being professional wrestling, it's sports entertainment. And I just don't think, I mean, if you can give people, a little bit of pro wrestling that might help. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you know, any, any pretense of it being real has been thrown out the window 20 years ago. Yeah, it really, you it know? really is. And, and that's a shame because yeah. I, you know, I think the industry did it to itself. You just can't keep reiterating the reiterating the fact that this isn't real and that's what they keep doing. Yeah. And it's, you know, people have lost interest. Now, now, have you watched enough of it to to maybe have a pick for a male wrestler that you think is is going to, uh, you know, break out and, and possibly become the huge star in the, in the future? Somebody that's probably more on on the indies or or maybe Japan. Well, I don't pay attention to the indies very much. Okay. Just because of the access, you know, it's easier to just yeah. tune in Monday nights, you know, right, right. Fridays, um, and go on YouTube. But I, I don't see anybody. I don't foresee anybody. Doesn't mean they're not out there. It's just no. I don't see. I don't see a bigger than life um, person that's going to come along. They might be out there, but right, you know, this industry could use quite a few bigger yeah. than life personalities because it needs it i mean it just seems like the way that they do things now and brace coined the phrase pop wrestling quite a few years ago it just seems like that's what it is now it seems like they want everything to be similar 
So yeah. I don't even know if anybody would have the opportunity to break out like they would have back in the uh, the older days. Uh, right. I mean, everything's so scripted. Uh, the, right. the matches are so similar. Right. That's uh, what I was going to say. I, I think they've taken the heart and soul, the emotion out of the industry. And I think the industry has become more bankrupt because of it. Um, there's no passion anymore. I mean, yeah, there's passion with the competitors, sure, because that's why they got in it. But with the audience, you know, there's no, there's no emotion. There's no emotional connection anymore. Yeah, it's turning and, into the Japanese audience, really. I mean, that's where yeah, it's headed. It's just gotten to the point where, you know, it's like, you know, well, if I miss Raw for, for six months, what am I going to miss? Nothing. Right. Yeah, exactly. If you miss a pay-per-view, I mean, they made it to the point where there's not much difference between Raw and a pay-per-view, which, right. you know, made the pay-per-views. The only ones that mean anything is the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. And those are about the only two that I go out of my way to watch. Um, yeah. You know, I have the network to watch the old stuff, and then I, I won't even realize that there's a pay-per-view <laughs> unless it's those two. The big yeah. two. Yeah, I, oh. I got the network for the old stuff too, and I'd never watch, like, I'd never even look at their homepage to see what's going on. I just, yeah. I don't even watch the pay per views. I just watch the old stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's gotten to the point where, you know, the pay per views are so meaningless. And right. It, it's just, there's just, it's, one, it's just another show that just doesn't mean anything. You know, they're changing titles like they change underwear. Yeah. It's, it's just, like I said, the presentation is so much different. I hope it works out for him, but I'm, I'm sticking with the uh, southeastern wrestling and a lot of the older stuff. So, right, <laughs> right. Get them. <laughs> you, do you think anybody out there would be able to present? I mean, it's kind of what Smoky Mountain tried to do in the, in the '90s. Nowadays, do you think that anybody could bring back like the old school style and be successful? Well, I mean, AEW had that opportunity and they, they, did. they didn't, they punted. I mean, they didn't <laughs> do it and they, they went the sports entertainment route. And I think people are hungry for really the, for professional wrestling again. You know, look, people want to go to a show, suspend your, suspend their beliefs mm -hmm. and get into it. You know, right. it's just, it's getting harder and harder with nonsense that you see week after week after week. Um, can they go back to that? I, at this point, I really, I really don't know. Uh, you know, I wish, I wish AEW would have given it a shot just to kind of see yeah. if it was possible, but. Well, where are you going to get the guys to do it? Cause I've thought about that over and over and you would literally have to train people from scratch. Well, you I know mean, what? Start the I, whole thing over again, you know? Yeah, I yeah, mean, I thought about that too because I, you know, I think into myself, well, gee, if I was going to start a, a company, what would I do? Well, I would probably take maybe two years before I'd even have the first match and just yeah. travel the world and scout and see who's out there. I mean, go to universities, go to see, you know, yeah, just to just to kind of build. I think people miss the Brodies, the Hansons. Yes. Um, they miss the, 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 the characters that they brought, the toughness, the legit toughness. The only guy to me that means anything today is Brock Lesnar. Yeah, That's really. because he's legitimate, he's legitimate and because he's not overused week after week. Right. Yeah. 
he takes I, I mean I'm a fan too and there's it's just crazy like the heat that that he gets from the modern day wrestling fan they they loathe him yeah they they hate him because for he's the an reasons old that you guy. said <laughs> you know? right. and I don't think that's fair no. I, I think you know the fact that he's not on TV every week makes him more and more special and the fact that he can legitimately beat people up right uh, and, and to the point where the the normal human being would be scared of him that's what's lacking yeah i think the industry as a whole yeah yeah i agree with you yeah big time uh just uh just to throw this out there do you got any funny backstage stories that uh you want to mention any like ribs or yeah. or any road stories or anything like that that you experienced any any near death experiences or anything <laughs> yeah or that too <laughs> I, you know, I tell you, those were my college years before I actually went away to college. <laughs> when I actually went away to college, they were nowhere near as fun as, <laughs> as road stories and uh, uh, being in, in wrestling. I mean, do I want to mention the stories? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's fine. Because they yeah, might incriminate, cool. you know, I don't want to embarrass anybody and, and it, I would also be the subject of that embarrassment. So no, we'll pass on that question. Any lasting injuries? Uh, what's that? Do you have any lasting like nagging injuries from, uh, from all of your years in the ring? I, you know, my legs don't work very well. <laughs> um, I, 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 I suffered. Yeah. Uh, I suffered an injury. Uh, the worst injury. Well, I had two, I had two bad ones. I never broke anything. Thank goodness. But one injury I had uh, was in 95. I was in a tag team match with Sean Casey against Los Rudos. And the, the thing was that Sean was going to shoot me off and backdrop me over the top rope onto them. Well, <laughs> did that. Yeah. And I just, my, the back of my head just hit the concrete. And from what people told me, you could hear the thug, the, the, the thud rather, mm-hmm. And, uh, and I guess it was pretty scary. And I, I remember, I remember doing it. I remember going in and finishing the match, but I remember I was just out of it. Another injury that I got that still, I think really messed me up. Uh, I did a, I tr- I was stupid and I tried doing RVD's guillotine under the ring apron. Mm-hmm. And my tailbone hit the edge of it. Ooh. Was oh, okay. I, it was such excruciating? How I didn't break it, I don't know. That hurts. Just I, I worry about it. Yeah, really. But I think that did some damage to my legs. I, I I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm not a doctor. I'm never, you know. But <laughs> I, I want to say, yeah, because my legs, my legs just go numb and they fall asleep. Just it, like and it's painful and excruciating. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Uh. Well, I, I got one last question for you. Mm-hmm. If if you were, I mean, I asked you before who you worked well with. Was there was there anybody that you just said, man, that guy's that guy's so good? You know, excluding Al Snow because you worked with him early. But who in the ring did you think, gosh, that guy's like the best that I've been in the ring with? Oh boy, um. You're putting me on the spot here. Yeah, well, give like you know, like two or three of them. Then you know, it doesn't just have to be one. Well, I mean, 
Chris Saban was the one. I mean, obviously. Um, I never wrestled Alex. Well, yeah, I did wrestle Alex Shelley. It was in a it was in a four way, but he and I didn't really hook up that much. No. Um, uh, you know, uh, that's I, all right. I if you can't Chris think of it, Saban, then huh? I, I mean, said Saban. Um, yeah, Saban and Al. Well, you didn't want me to say Al, but. <laughs> well, you, well, you did. You did mention Jimmy V. Yeah, uh, Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy and, V. And uh, yeah, it, it seemed okay. like it seemed like he was on a pretty good trajectory, and unfortunately, an injury took him out somewhat yeah. early. But yeah, I mean, Jimmy V. Uh, uh, amazing Nate. Oh, good grief! I mean, Nate is just like poetry in motion in that ring. Um. Uh. Eight Pac was very good. Um, I, oh, I I still remember the match that we had, uh, the one that is, people still ask me about sometimes, um, the one with the ladder uh, in uh, Dearborn. It was just brutal. It was just so brutal. And I had both my both my probably my top matches that I've had were. With ladders in them, but they weren't actually ladder matches. Reckless Youth was one, Eight Pac was the other. Huh. Well, let me ask you. Uh, uh, Levi Blue mentioned a couple guys. Uh, American Kickboxer. He said that that he saw matches with you guys, and and he was and he just thought those were like some of the best matches that he had seen at the time. And also, um, Tarek the Great. Uh, I. T- Kickboxer is very good. He was very talented. Um, he probably would have even gotten even stronger and better. Uh, I don't know why he left the industry. Um, I think he did, right? I think. I, I don't, I'm not exactly sure, but, yeah, he just seemed like he kind of disappeared. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, he was very smooth. I remember that. Yeah. Um, and Tarek, I don't recall working one-on-one. I remember seeing him, okay. but I don't recall ever working him. Okay. I, I could be wrong, but I, I thought that he did mention that, but, uh, but you know, he may, he may not exactly remember either, but, uh, right. Um, so is there anything that you would like to say to, to your fans, um, before we go here? Uh, just, Thank you for remembering me. Thank you for supporting me. Um, You know, it was an honor to entertain every single one of you. Um, And uh, maybe I'll see you down the road. All right, Steve. Thank you very much for being on here. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Do you have any contact information like, you know, your Facebook in case anybody wants to get a hold of you or are you still open to that? You can find me on Stephen Nixon uh, on Facebook. Uh, there's a picture of an Apache. <laughs> it's yeah, I don't. It's nothing fancy. And, yeah, so um, you can find me on Facebook at Stephen Nixon. Okay, we really appreciate it. Like I said, and uh, and take care out there. What's how, how's the weather out there? By the way, oh, beautiful. Beautiful, very nice. Yeah, I think we get more sun here than than they do in Michigan. Okay. Have you done anything in wrestling beside beside this podcast recently? I have not. Huh. No, I, this is the only wrestling thing I've done relate wrestling related thing I've done in God, I don't know how long. 
Oh, good. We, we'll get you back into the uh, sport here. <laughs> uh, just one more question real quick. Is there any type of indie scene out there that you know of? Uh, there. I want to say there's some company out here called Fully Loaded Wrestling or something. I've not been to their shows. I, I Excuse me if I have the name wrong. Okay. It, there, was some, there was some independent show that, that, that works here. I know... Um, Pat Tanaka, I believe, has a school here. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, and I mean, he was just—he's another guy. Poetry in motion. Oh, yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. No kidding. All right. Um, once again, we really appreciate it. Uh, feel free to come on anytime. Yeah. Great job, Steve. Thank you very much. And uh, and take care. And Thank you. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. And uh, for everybody else, just uh, keep checking the normal outlets to see when our next wrestling tonight will be. Thank you, Brace Beamer. Yeah. Great job, uh, man, dog. Thank you. And we will see everybody next time. Have a good night, everyone. So if it's real or fake